Welcome back to the show, everybody. Ever since I got an FBI agent on the show, I feel like I can't, like I can't always divulge or reveal my sources. But what I can tell you about our guest this week is she was referred to me by someone who drives and flew Black Hawk helicopters, the actual <laughs> war machines that you don't want to see at any given time. So she's referred to me by someone we do not want to mess with. She is a yoga teacher, a host of the On and Off Your Mat podcast, and a transformational life coach. She uses yoga, podcasting, and life coaching as different entry points, all aiming for one thing, to help her students and clients build a happier, healthier, and more peaceful, like peace in your heart kind of life. This is a beautiful thing. She empowers her students and clients to awaken themselves, become embodied, and build the life of their dreams. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for Erica, the Energizer Bunny, Belanger. Man, you can hear them going wild. Hello, Erica. Hi. Thank you for being on the show. For everybody who don't know me yet, my name is Sylvain Haché. You can call me Sly if you don't speak French. Her name is Erika Bélanger in French, but you can call mm -hmm. her Erika if you do not speak French, of course. So, Thanks so for having to, me. Yes, yeah, so glad to have you here. We have a thing. I don't know if you... The first question for the show for everybody else is always, why do most speeches suck so bad? But for you, we go a totally different route. Okay. It's a subject everybody struggles with. It's called procrastination, baby. Yeah. Why? We can delve it. We take it however you want. What's the root of procrastination? Why do people do it so much? And let's aim it towards helping a guy named John, who is very intelligent, right? He's an expert. He wrote a book on whatever it is, dynamics or physics or like someone intelligent. But he procrastinates to go out and speak about his business and get interviewed in the media. Let's try to help him out, shall we? Yeah, sure. He's definitely not alone. Procrastination, as you said, is something that most of us do, at least on a small scale, but many of us do on a huge scale. And it has really big consequences in our life. And it's not because we don't want to do the thing. We actually want to do the thing. But for some reason, when it's time to take action, we don't. We just don't do it. And it's mind boggling for a lot of us. We're like, why am I not doing this thing that I actually want to get done? And the issue we often think and we'll beat ourselves up like, oh, it's time management or but time management is really not the issue. Motivation is actually not so much the issue either. It's a little bit more complicated than that. And I think that's why people struggle so much, because in my mind the uh, procrastination issue is based in an emotional regulation issue and dealing with with our emotions it's quite more challenging than just learning new skills of time management right so for your client or for a friend that has trouble getting booked or marketing or doing all these things to promote his book there's a reason why he is not taking these actions and it's the emotion that taking the action is creating. He's trying to avoid an emotion that is probably uncomfortable. So I don't know, but he's probably afraid of rejection. And the fear of rejection makes him rather not try and not reach out because the no hurts so much. 
or I, I'd rather yeah. not try and tell myself that I could have done it than actually do it and fail and then feel bad. Absolutely. Absolutely. And even going further than that, you're totally self handicapping just by giving yourself permission to procrastinate, right? Because when you actually tell yourself, I'm a procrastinator or I'll do it later, you're just giving yourself permission. And then you don't even have to face that chance of failure because you're like, well, I didn't even really try. And that feels like you don't, you know, you're careless. You're like, ah, oh, life is easy going. And in fact, it's because you care so much that you rather not take the leap and try. And that's one reason, but there's, yeah. One of the reasons, now, I often uh, joke and make fun of positive thinking. Now, just to explain to people why I make such positive thinking is a great thing. But for a lot of people, in your intro, we're, we, we spoke about the fact embodied i love the word embodied so for a lot of people these fears and and doubts and blocks are embodied it's in their body it's in their muscles their structure the way they move the way they breathe and their their aspirations and dreams and stuff are just like little clouds floating around that are not embodied yeah and i always the reason i joke about positive thinking and stuff is as long as the all these imaginary things are just imaginary and they're not embodied well, the body wins every single time. Yeah, there's no point of repeating positive affirmation if you don't believe them and feel them in your body. It's really going to do nothing. And the idea here is that those fear and those beliefs, as you say, they're so old and they're so embedded that positive thinking is not going to change what is really pushing you and driving you not to act. So you have to get as deep into the why you need to take that action and feel that emotional connection to your why if you actually want to change and take a different action. Nothing is going to pull you into making a change and taking action more than a real embodied emotional connection to the thing you're trying to get done. And for people, like I, I say to people, logic won't save you. So when I when I'm with someone and they're there, they, they want to go on stage and they're shaking and they're sweating. I mean, it's not logical that you're sweating and shaking right now. So if you can't see yourself, well, come on, get over it. No, no, it's not a logic won't save you in these type of situations. You gotta get in there. That's why the yeah. yoga, all the the yogic tricks. I've been studying yoga since 2005. We're talking 2,500 year plus old techniques. Yeah. To get this in your system. So a really simple way to put it is that you have to affect your state, right? And that might come through the breath that might come to or through the words you're saying in your head, because those will have an emotional, you know, ripple into your body. It might come with what you're focusing on. It might come by your posture, the way you're standing, the way you're smiling and really simple things that are in your physiology are going to affect that response and give you a different way that you'll be feeling and willing to like the shakiness is going to go away if you take a few deep breaths and you focus on what's good and what's in your control and what you're trying to do and why you're here and why it's important and why that matters rather than what if i fail like if you're focused on that and the meaning of failure for you represents this thing that is so scary and so shameful it's a very different response in your body. So you have to create that embodied response, as you're saying. 
that really, really helps. Embodied response. That's the number one thing. A thing that very few people know that you maybe think of is very few people are aware that physical states, states of mind, like the flow state or, you know, states have capacity built with them, that capacity that comes with them. So a lot of times when I first noticed that, I'd read it in books and heard it in trainings and, you know, but it was on stage as a guitar player. I remember clearly doing something that I know I cannot do. So mm. while it is happening, I'm on stage and I'm burning out an 80s long-haired guitar solo yeah, faster I that I know that I can play. Like it's, I never could have done it before ever in my life, even in a controlled practice environment. And there I am on stage, totally loose shoulders in the moment, I could see like flies and, and you know, like the matrix style and my fingers going faster than I know that they physically can in real life. And at the same time, being able to think to myself, hey, wait a minute, I can't do that. But it was so strong that it kept on going, even though I was, you know, noticing it. So the, the embodying states for public speaking, for yoga, for training, for coaching, for anything you're doing, these states of mind, like the flow state, which is very popular now, these things have capacities embedded with them. Any thoughts mm -hmm. on that? Absolutely. Absolutely. As simple as just mindfulness and presence, you know, not being in the stories you tell yourself all day, not being in the future of what if, not being in the last time I did this, this happened, being here now and feeling what's going on. And so you can make little tiny adjustment to stay focused on what it is you want instead of what it is you don't want, right? What's the outcome you're actually looking for? Can you focus on that? Because naturally you're going to go towards that direction. So if you're focusing on what you don't want, naturally you're going to go there. If you're focusing on the thing that you do want to experience and you're longing for, naturally you're going to lean towards that direction. So that presence not only brings you awareness, but then it also brings you a connection in a way that allows you to make those tiny shifts that actually have a really big impact on the result you're getting. The people feel it, the people hear it, the people know it, the people talk about it, the people instantly recognize it. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's magnetic. The I became aware of this at the first time uh, I was seven years old in church. It's a long story. We might get to it some other day. But something you said here that's crucial. John needs to hear this. I have a few Joannas as well, but mainly John's. Yeah. The outcome. You're, so you're talking about the outcome. So in public speaking, in marketing yourself, whatever you want to do, there's an outcome. Okay, I want X to happen. But then if you don't do the outcome because of procrastination or fear, whatever it is, then there's a cost associated to not doing the action to get the outcome. Always now, a cost. So any stories, I have a great one that I can share after or before if you like, but any stories about the cost of not doing things and this kind of push, not to mention the inter the regret, the end of your life. Oh. The, no, never mind I mean, that's the regret. one cost. That's one yeah. cost, for sure. I mean, yeah. that's, that's the biggest one for me. Like, oh, mm -hmm. shit. But anything softer maybe for John, if you have the if you have. <laughs> You know, in procrastination in general, and in that case in particular, at the very minimum, your cost, very simply put, 
is going to be a loss of income. Like, let's start there. Really simple. It's going to be a loss of growth, of opportunity, a loss of time. Like, you're wasting all these things. It's going to be, and for me, the worst is actually not the regret. For me, the worst is the lust of self-trust because it affects the way you see yourself because you're not showing up for yourself and you're like, again, I wanted to do this and I didn't do it. And I say this and I have goosebumps. Like, the lust of self-trust is so hurtful when you procrastinate again and again and you fail yourself again and again and then stress is worse and then yeah there's so many things that it creates in your life that have that could have a huge negative impact short and long term the word confidence comes from the root conf something and confidere which is about confiding in oneself and if you yeah. lose that confiding in oneself and saying what you do, doing what you say, and you lose that momentum, good Lord. Especially if you're public speaking, you're trying to speak in public and now all of a sudden you can't, you know, you're, you're losing your confidence, you're losing your self-trust. How are you going to appear embodied, believing what you're trying to say to people if you're coming from that place of, I failed myself again? and you're coming with that energy, no one's going to even listen, let alone believe to what you're trying to tell them. So you're losing that as well. Confidence is one of those things that affect you from boardroom to bedroom and back. I mean, it's yeah, everywhere. Everything in between, yeah. One of the mistakes people do think is that, it, okay, so confidence, you either have it or you don't. Everybody knows that. But the mistake is you're born like that or not. No, no, no. You can gain it and you can lose it. Absolutely. Right? It's a skill. It's a skill you can learn. No doubt about it. It's a it's skill a, you can yeah. learn. And yeah. Mm -hmm. And it comes with time and it comes with effort and it comes with the challenge is that it comes through courage. And this is where we stumble, just like procrastination. We avoid the pain of doing the thing because it's going to create this emotion of discomfort or frustration or any other thing. The same thing is with building confidence. You have to go through the discomfort of the thing that is hard to do. And you have to maybe fail at it to learn and grow and do better the next time. It's with repetition and that place of I've done the thing that's hard. I've shown up with courage. This is where you build confidence because every time you learn, you do a tiny bit better the next time you gain experience and it gets easier and easier. Confidence is, is not a switch where you're like, I have it. I don't have it. It's you do things that either move you towards more confidence or move you away from it. And every time you take a step forward or a step back. So it's about taking more steps in that direction to build it for yourself and sustain it. You have to actually sustain it over time. It's not going to stay forever because you did one amazing thing one time. Oh, in 76 at five o'clock <laughs> yeah. in the afternoon, you could have seen me. I oh, rocked boy. it. I yeah. was on a roll in 76 from 4 a.m. It doesn't work like that. So I want to give no. John a little tip here. Don't yeah. ever put lipstick on a pick or perfume on a pile of shit. So here's what the situation is. Now, the quickest way for you to move forward your goals and attain confidence is not to try to reach it and try to get it. It's to remove the inner blocks to it. Because the naturalness of you is closer to real confidence than what you're living in the situation now. So if you're trying to, so if people are living in a pile of shit, there's a bunch of emotional issues and unresolved stuff, 
and you try to positively think it's like putting a roses and perfume on that big pile and everything's yeah. okay. Oh, it does smell like chicken. No, smells good now. But as soon as something rocks the boat a little bit, there you go. It smells like shit again. Yeah. So the removing of that with deep internal processes like yoga is one of them. Last time mm -hmm. I counted, I have 86 transformational techniques in my coaching vault. If at least, I don't know, 15 of them are from yoga directly. I love yoga, yeah. absolutely. So how about a little trick to, or a trick or, or stories or ways to help John to remove some of the stuff that prevents him from exhibiting that natural confidence we have as human. Like a baby at two years old is not shy of screaming naked in front of a camera. Yeah, yeah. Well, one thing I said already, I'll just mention before I add more is being in the present, right? If you're stuck in the past and in the future, you're stuck in the stories, you're stuck in the meaning and the emotions that you've associated with these experiences, and you're not actually in, you know, as simple as who you are in this moment. So first of all, get yourself in the present, however you need to do that. Then make it fun, make it easy for yourself, right? One of the reasons why we procrastinate is because the task not only creates an emotion, but feels too big, too difficult, too, you know, impossible. So make it, you know, make it smaller. Yeah, chunk it, make it smaller, make it more attainable, create a space where you're going to feel successful, you know, pieces by pieces, help yourself create that environment where you are moving forward. Don't, don't let yourself be a perfectionist where everything has to be perfect, the right time, and it has to be huge. You really have to, you know, not only make it fun and easy, but also make it empowering. Like, is it really what you want? And why do you want that? Be clear that it's not just something you think you should do or other people told you it would be good for your business if. No, why do you want to do that? And why does that matter to you? And if you remember these things, if you focus on, I want to do this because, and you have a really deep meaning behind, nothing's going to stop you anymore. You get this pull that's now passion and purpose, and it brings you joy and excitement. Those are the emotion you want to create in your life. Instead of fear and doubt, you want to bring the things that create the opposite joy, excitement. That's going to motivate you. That's a way to start. <laughs> start with that. This is beautiful. Uh, I'll bring it back to Erica for the last words of wisdom. Just want to wrap this up here with the three levels of story. Any story, okay, you're telling. In terms of public speaking or influence or whatever it is, there's three levels. There's a story you are telling yourself inside your own mind about what's going on, which is what mm -hmm. we're discussing today. So if it's hard, if it's too big, it, whatever the story you're telling yourself impacts your physiology, impacts your level of action, the way you do it, and also puts you in a certain state, which that state the people can see, hear, feel, and touch, and smell, and it, in, it changes the interaction. Absolutely. Level two of the story is what you're telling with your face and with your hands and with your PowerPoints and the whole thing. That's what the actual message. That's level two. It's a little bit less important than the first one, actually. And the third one is actually the story that people are telling themselves in their mind when they're listening to what you're saying in your level two story, which is the one that's very important if you want them to buy, vote, click, book a call, whatever you want them to do. The thing is that anything that's happening in your level one story is going to impact how the level two story is going to come out and sound. 
and that's going to impact the level three story. So it all ripples or cascades one into the other. So you can't avoid or you can't pretend like the level one is not important, even if you're focused on sales or anything else on convincing someone of doing something. It has to come from you first and you being in that level one story. So then your level two is honest and authentic and it's, you know, really bringing that message through. And then that level three people are receiving in a way that is what you're intending truly. See, told you folks, great <laughs> guest. I can't tell you exactly who referred her to me since I had the FBI thing, you know, got to keep my sources a bit clean. So I can't tell everything. She's an amazing guest. We'll probably have her again on the show. I absolutely love this. I will be doing her show also eventually in the next uh, little while. I'll pass her to her for the next last words of wisdom. In the meantime, I encourage you, if you want to know more about me or about her, check out the links in the show notes. Everything is there. And I encourage every single one of you to keep on rocking in the free world and know that free, as in freedom, is spelled in all caps, baby. <laughs> Any last well, words like, of wisdom? Honestly, get clear on why you're trying to do something when you want to do it and let that drive you. And I think if you're really clear and you're coming from a place of compassion with yourself, you'll take the step that you need to take. And if you believe in yourself and if you believe that what you want to do is possible, you can do it. Anything is possible in that case. It's coming, starting with you. Beautiful. Thanks. Yeah, Have a great week. Bye-bye. Thanks you for having me.